Welcome to Discover Grace Podcast, a service of Grace Church in Camby, Indiana. Visit us online at discovergrace.net. And welcome to our midweek podcast. It's been a little bit since we've done a midweek podcast, but we have a very special guest this week and special in, in so many words. We It's been the first time since we've had this particular special guest, our lead pastor, Marty Longcore. Marty, it is such a blessing to have you with us this week on the podcast. Thank you, Jason. It's good to be here. And uh, we, we haven't had one, but you, you know what? You, you came into the office this week and said, you know what? I, I'm just got so much that I want to say and and just just out of curiosity, and I and I know a little bit of the inside of this. Why this week? Why on this message? Why so much to talk about this week after such a, a great message this weekend and brand new series, G Force. And in case you missed it, go back and take a listen. Uh, the 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 first of the sermon series is up online on DiscoverGrace.net. Go back and listen. But why this week? Why so much to say? Well, it's like uh, almost with any message, uh, there is so much that is researched, so much that is studied. And uh, I had a professor in college tell me uh, that when you are preparing uh, a talk, a message, that it's a lot like a sculptor, that you start with a block of, of, of marble and you start chipping away and you find that statue or that uh that thing that you want to have the finished product be, but then you've got all these things lying on the floor, all the pieces that are still good marble. It's not worthless, but it just doesn't fit into that message, into the time frame that you need. And what I discovered about this message in particular with a lot of my messages is I have so many things that I look back and I go, oh, I wish I could have had time to say this or I wish I could have explained that just a little bit more. Um, but as pretty much everybody knows, I don't ever have a lack of filling the 30 to 40 minute time slot <laughs> in, in my messages. So uh, I see this as an appendix or a, an addendum to the message of some really important things that I wanted to share as well as a challenge. No, so no pressure, ironically enough, on a, uh, on a Sunday then. But it's a, it's a blessing then that we get to, to to sit down with you and then have a little bit of time during the midweek to go over some of these things. So, so if you don't mind, there, there's one thing that I wanted to, to kind of shoot with you here a little bit for. You talked with us on Sunday about uh, that concept of of that, that, that Jesus didn't call us into to having a private faith. It's a difference in having a private faith and a personal faith. So that just kind of calls to attention something what about that concept that that god is enough and, and i know people that will say and people that have personally talked to me before that have, that have whether they feel compelled to explain why they're not in church or um why they why they don't do things the same way that say you know what look look jason i, I read my bible i i i i spend time in devotions but i, and I, don't, I don't necessarily do the church thing I, that 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 phrase that comes up, you know, all I need is God, all I need is Jesus. God is enough. What what would you say if 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 God is enough, then why do we need each other? That's a great question, and it's one that um, I've had in my mind over the years as a pastor. It's like 
is this really necessary or is this just kind of an afterthought or is the church something that man has come up with and uh, or is it something that God really truly values and if so how do we uh, how do we come to grips with that question well isn't God enough isn't it just Jesus and me and and the rest of the world it doesn't matter <clears throat> well um, consider this, and, and, and I was reading this week uh, from a book written by An Randy Elkhorn, um, and, and he says this, he says, Consider again the implications of the fact that God said, It is not good for man to be alone. And this was back in Genesis chapter 2. And, uh, you know, you think about it, God was with Adam in the garden, yet God said it wasn't good enough. Um, God designed us to need each other. Uh, what we gain from each other is more of God because we're created in his image and are a conduit for him to reveal himself through other people. So if it was just God and I in the equation, why would God ever tell Adam it wasn't good for him to be alone if that was enough? There is something inherently in all of us for more and it's a it's it's a revelation more of God through the presence of the image of God in other people and you know God was really pleased with Adam and Eve and that they enjoyed each other's company in paradise in the garden you see God is our father and fathers delight in their children's close relationships so it's not like we're stealing time away from God to be a part of the church or be connected with other people in close relationship around God. It's we're actually pleasing God and it's not something that is an afterthought. It is something that was intentionally put into our very fiber and the image of God. And if you remember, we talked about how that God even resides in perfect community with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity being in perfect unity and the perichoresis, that divine dance and flow, is a divine dance of community and he invites us into that. So why wouldn't he invite us into that with other people who are made and created in his image as a part of a completion process of being in community? Not only do we see this concept with creation and Adam and Eve and God and him saying it's not good to be alone, Jesus actually affirmed this concept that our faith is a communal faith with one another and God and that we cannot separate out being in, in community with God and being in community with the church or with people who are following Jesus. In fact, uh, Jesus was questioned by a very intelligent man, a lawyer, uh, who came to him and said in Matthew, he asked, what's the most important uh, commandment in the law? And it was attempted to be a time where Jesus would be tripped up or it was a test. It was really pressure that was put on him and he used God's word then to release that pressure which is another way of releasing pressure in our lives is going to God's word but Jesus said if you remember this uh, incident he said the first is to what love God with all mm. your heart soul mind and strength and then he said right after that and as an inseparable tag the second is very very close is to love your neighbor as yourself 
Now, he never considered these as two inseparable or incompatible concepts, and neither should we. Uh, he saw that how we love God is how we love others, and so it is connected. And when we start stepping away from relationships in the church or being connected to the church, we are actually devaluing what Jesus gave us to live out as followers of him. And one of the highest ways we love God is by loving people. And um, if you remember, as you read through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the, the books that are written about the life of Jesus, Jesus many times uh, rebuked the religious leaders because they imagined they could love God without loving people. Mm. And so, you know, why do we think we can be so caught up in this God who has created everything, who loves us with an everlasting love, who has created us to know him and to love him, to be in community with he, uh, the Son and the Spirit. Um, why do we think walking away from the church or walking away from relationship and community in the church doesn't grieve his heart? Because, you know, he affirmed that through Adam and Eve, and he affirmed that in Jesus with his followers on this earth. Wow. You know, and I, th I think so many times we we tend to put those in a relational order. We say first love God, then love others whenever it's almost impossible to have one without the other. You And I would I would even go one step further that I think there's a lot of people around us who are wanting to see our love for God mm. for how we love others. Oh, absolutely. In instead of us saying we love God and and we try to demonstrate it through being joyful and at peace and happy and 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 everything. They're waiting to see that tangible act of love demonstrated either to themselves or to other people. Do you think there's a bit of, of people that, that that say I I love God and and I love others and and the others that I love that that's the that's the homeless that's the that's the people that are that are in need and, and we forget about. Our, our brothers that, that are in need, our, our brothers and sisters that are in Christ, that are in community, that we need to be in community with? Well, and exactly. I mean, it's kind of like that saying, you know, that old saying about a cobbler, a shoemaker. Um, he's busy making shoes for all these other children and all these other families, but yet his own children have no shoes. Mm. And, you know, in the church, we can get so consumed with out there that we forget there's an in here uh, filled with some people that have needs and 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 it's a it's a balance it's a tension and it's a pressure of knowing how we can serve and love and be in community with one another and at the same time uh, loving and serving those outside the four walls or the context of Grace Church and uh, that's one of the things I love about Grace Church is that there is a heartbeat for the community. Um, but yet sometimes I think the community is watching us to see how, how do you treat one another that are a part of the church? Because why would they want to be a part of something um, where they would show up and not be welcomed, not be accepted, not be loved, not be talked with? Um, because... That just really does not resonate with people. They can spot um, phony, they can spot inconsistency from a mile away. And the concept or the idea that we really want 
to bring home here is we need each other to be the church. We suffer when those who are a part of Grace Church aren't here because we need each other. And it's like Paul says in Corinthians, we're a body and when one member suffers, we all suffer. And when one member is absent, if the eye says to the ear, I don't need you anymore, and they leave, well, where would be the sense of of seeing and the sense of um, hearing and the sense, we lose our senses mm. as a church and as people. And not to mention what people miss out when they're not here. And it's not a matter of just showing up and attending. It's like I said in the message, it's, a, it's, it's showing up and being attentive, attentive to God's voice, his spirit working in you as we gather, and then also being attentive to who's around us. Sometimes I think people come to church and it becomes this uh, solo sport of, well, I'm going to come and I'm going to play. I'm going to play an hour of church, uh, and I'm going to do a solo. I'm going to turn off the uh, game computer where I'm playing somebody else, and I'm just going to play the computer for a while and develop some skill set, and then I'm going to walk away. And God never designed the church to be that way. He He says it's a body, and a body has to function in community and in harmony and moving in the same direction. And when that happens in the church. There is a powerful force of God's spirit that flows and it starts to impact the communities. I mean, just look at the book of Acts and how the early church, they were together in one spirit. They, they, they listened to the uh, apostles' teaching. They fellowshiped together. They prayed together. They ate together. They served together. They loved together. And they did amazing things through God's spirit flowing through them. Well, that happened because they came together. They weren't playing an individual sport of church. It was a team event. And then at the same time, it seems like there's an entirely different dynamic of people that um, that are playing maybe a middle ground if we were to listen to what George Barna has to say. And if you weren't here on Sunday, there is a quote that you uh, that you gave from Barna that really just, I mean, hits right between the eyes. Do you, do you have that quote by chance? Yeah, and just for those of you that are listening to this and you may not be familiar with who George Barna is, he is the George Gallup, uh, kind of the pollster and researcher of the church like George Gallup is to the United States and our culture in many respects. And George has been involved in gathering this information in the church for two plus decades and very reputable uh, organization, but he, he makes this statement. Regular attenders used to be people who went to church three or more weekends each month. Today, people who show up once every four to six weeks consider themselves regular churchgoers. Wow. Where where's the change taken place and, and how has this now become the the new norm, so to speak? Well, I think some of it is we have we have gotten so crowded with our time. We have allowed other things to come in to our time and we are so busy, whether it's with work, whether it's with hobbies, whether it's with our families, um, or or just we don't have any time just to breathe or rest. 
And so the, the first thing that seems to go is church because, and I come back to the original context of, of this message, people don't understand that it's not a solo sport, that it's not a private faith, it's a communal faith. And um, I think we're seeing some of the effects in our culture and in families and marriages and in relationships when people start to treat church as a afterthought or if I don't have anything else going on today uh, maybe I'll go um, or if the weather isn't too bad I'll go or if the weather isn't too good mm. I'll go and um, it's it's really hard on this end of or side of church as being a pastor to try to help people understand and create a church that is engaging and welcoming to people from our community, to the people in our community of Grace Church on how we can be the church and move with a force in God's power to see some great things happen. And uh, uh, it's, it's, it's very disturbing when you start hearing stories of people who are giving up a real important part of what we believe is a relationship with God for they're, they're good things. Don't get me wrong. It's not that they're choosing evil things over sure. good things. It's just it may not be the best things. And uh, there is so much opportunity here at Grace Church. We are having new people after new people after new people. One Sunday, we had 12 new families show up. And um, I can't help but believe that sometimes people will show up at Grace Church as a new person and they'll look around and go, am I the only one here? Um, because they see more empty seats than they do occupied seats. But what would happen if we have new people coming in and there is a buzz, there are people communicating with one another, connecting in relationships, there's laughter, there's joy, there's excitement. Mm. Um, that is attractive. And that makes people sit up and take notice going, I, I want to find out what's going on here. Why are these people so engaged? And I better get there early because I want to get a seat. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of a dynamic that is playing against us as a church um, when you start thinking about those who are Christ followers, who would say, yeah, I follow Jesus. I just don't have a commitment to church. So if let's just say for a moment, if if I'm listening to this and I'm one of those people that is part of this new culture of the the six to eight times or six to eight weeks and, and I want to change that, I want to say, look, I want to be more involved with the church, but I don't know how to take that step. Things are things are involved in my culture. Things are involved in my social life and but I, I want to make a change or maybe I know someone who's part of that culture and I want to help them to take that step. How do I, how do I become part of that change? How do I change that? That's a great question, Jason. Um, I, I think it's a, it's a, a multiple answer. Um, first of all, you have to be convinced that this is important. Mm. Um, listening to Pastor Marty say, you should be in church, and then you start doing it out of obligation or guilt or shame or duty, um, it will turn you into a tender rather than be attentive when you do come. So I guess the first question I would say is, why don't you talk to God about it? Why don't you ask him, hey, 
can you help me with this? Is this something you really want me to do? And then listen and follow through with that. The other part of that answer to that question would be, um, is there someone that you know who goes here to Grace Church that you could share that with? Say, hey, I'm struggling with this. Would you pray for me? Would you help me? Would you remind me? Because I think some people, it's just they've gotten into a habit and they have forgotten. And it's like all of a sudden Sunday morning comes up and they have plans and they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. There's church. I forgot about that because you've gotten out of the habit. Now, a lot of times we talk about habits and people think the only kind of habits that we have are bad habits. Mm. You know, the ones like stop picking your nose, stop chewing your fingernails, stop... You know, you know, make sure you cover your mouth in public when you when you burp or cough. You know, those those things that we are always trying to label as well. That's a bad habit. Stop that. But God has designed us to be creatures of habit. But He's also given us opportunities to to establish good habits, habits that are beneficial. And I believe being a part of of the church is a good habit. And sometimes it may feel like it's just a habitual, I'm going to church, I'm going to church. But you may be surprised how many times you go to church and God shows up and you walk out going, that's just what I needed today. And uh, my heart grieves for people when they're not here because this may have been that Sunday that there was something here that God wanted to do for you and you missed out. So talk with somebody else. The other is just simply put it on your calendar. If you're married, make a commitment with your your spouse. Uh, If you have a relationship that you're in and you want to come together, make that commitment. And I want to give a challenge to you that um, try this for six months. Try to move from that one to every four to six week attender to three out of four weeks. Try it for six months. But come not as an attender, come being attentive to what God has to say to you and being attentive to others and make an intentional step to get to know somebody you don't know and see what God has for you. And if at the end of that six months you go, man, Marty, that just didn't work for me, well, then maybe we're not the church for you. Um, It's not that I would say, well, then don't go to church. It's there's something that's not connecting with you here, you may need to find another place where you feel you can connect. And Jason, you know that one of the things that we're moving into here in the next several months is how can we be better at connecting people, not just to God, although that is extremely important, but to one another, to each other. And uh, we're going to be rolling out some things here in the very near future about helping people connect and how to make that a vibrant connection, not one that is just a, feels like a habit and doesn't have much meaning. So I would encourage you to take the six month challenge. And uh, for those of you that may be listening that you're not a Christ follower yet, I would issue you a similar challenge that uh, you would make a commitment to follow Jesus, confess your sins, Uh, receive his salvation and for six months connect here at Grace and become that regular attentive follower of Jesus and let us know that you've made that commitment so that we can help you with some of those tools and things that can come alongside of you to really grow that relationship and community with God but also grow a relationship and community with Grace Church and people here.
good stuff. And, and God is enough, and God was enough that he knew that he needed to create us and for us to be together here and that that we needed each other. So that's that's great stuff to know. I, just um, one one thing that I wanted to, to, to be able to say, and knowing that we're at the tail end of October and that is Pastors Appreciation Month and having you here on the on the midweek podcast just sure. to be able to we, say how much, thank you so much we appreciate you story, and Neil. knowing yeah. that um you've got so much to say on a Sunday and just what a blessing it is to be able to have you here to to uh, and, to and impart stuff to us to and knowing how much your heart beats your for this church. Um, how can we pray the, personally for you, Marty? And I want to pray for for you, our listeners. Wow, that's a that's another good question. And I, before I answer God, that, I just God, want to express my appreciation to this church and um, equipped him. I know that we've gone through some rough spots, um, as he is but going, every church does. That he but there are some great things on the horizon. And I also want to say how much I appreciate the staff and. Uh, just ask those you, uh, who are here week in and week out the and their faithfulness. And, uh, that you I know sometimes you have this, there's this danger of when you start you talking about issues like this, you always have that individual that maybe in six months they've missed one Sunday and they're listening to this and feeling guilty that, oh, yeah, I need to ramp up. I need to amp up my commitment. This is not intended for those of you who are faithfully um, a part of Grace Church. I so much appreciate you. And I think they need to have a month where it's volunteer appreciation or faithful appreciation to those who are week in and week out coming. So um, I just wanted to put that out here as well. Um, how can you pray for me? Um, you know, we're, we're kind of running with a little bit of a, um, not a deficit, I would say a deficit of staffing. And so uh, just being wise with my time, uh, not pushing aside the most important things for the urgent things that kind of crowd my, my schedule and my calendar, and um, that I would have wisdom, discernment, and patience. Uh, because one of my tendencies is when I start to get pressed, uh, I can become impatient, I can become you know, focused on some things that are not helpful, um, so just uh, that my spirit would take time to, to spend time with my Father and my Heavenly Father and uh, reside in that community, but also then not neglect community with people here at the church um, because I can become so busy. So I guess that would be the main thing is that God would speak, I would listen, and I would be attentive too because there's many times that I'm up here uh, in front speaking and um, it kind of comes back and smacks me in the face where I'm like, I should be the one sitting out there listening because this was exactly what I needed, uh, that I need to hear and I need to do. So thank you for your prayers. Well, we know that you pray for us daily and what a beautiful opportunity it would be for us to be able to pray for you each day too. And And I would encourage you as you're listening to this just to take some time um, out of your out of your day just to 
to pray and be uplifting and encouraging uh, both the Marty and Ruth Ann. Ruth Ann is just, uh, man, the things that she does behind the scenes to, to pray for each of you too as well. Um, so pray for them each day, each week. Um, and, and Marty, thank you for all that you do for our church. Marty, would you mind praying for us and, and just our week as we go through our week and for those that, that, that might hear this message and, and, and might be realizing um, that we need each other. Absolutely. Father, um, I am so grateful that you created us to be in relationships that it wasn't just a singular relationship with you, but that you, in your infinite wisdom, knew that we would need each other, that you wired us. Our brains are wired. Our bodies are wired for relationship. And uh, God, I just pray for us as a church that we would see you clearly, we would hear you clearly, we would follow you, that you would lead us into the future here, uh, which... For some of us, it feels a little uncertain, and it feels a little bit uh, scary that you would bring your peace, that you would um, bring people along each of our paths to encourage and to be encouraged by. Uh, and Father, I pray for the one who's listening to this right now, who is not in relationship with you, that they would find you, they would come to you, they would, they would confess their sin, and they would receive your gift of eternal life and salvation. Give them the courage to do that. And then, Father, for the one that's listening that says, Marty, I, I don't have any relationships. I am really, really lonely. I pray that you would bring them across our paths, that there would be ways that we would be able to help them connect, not only just to you, Father, but also to one another, that they would be uh, known and they would be loved and that they would be cared for as well as being a part of a church and then loving and encouraging and caring for others as well. Father, we just thank you for the opportunities that you give us to follow you. And uh, I pray that you would bless us and that you would encourage us in this path. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Marty, thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you, our listening audience, for being with us today, no matter where you're at today, no matter where you're traveling, and no matter where your work takes you. May you be blessed today, and may you be encouraged, may you be equipped to engage the culture. In the Camby, Indianapolis area, visit us Sundays at 9.30 or 11 a.m. as we gather together at 4172 East Allison Road in Camby. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. <laughs>